Hey, and welcome back to The Daily Blend Show. This is the Weekly Rundown, episode 151 of the show. If you're new around here, The Weekly Rundown is where we feature stories on business and technology, and we got a whole host of things to jump into. Starting off the gate, we're going to talk about Microsoft and their new acquisition. Uh, talking about uh, Chipolo, not Chipotle, uh, and their new um, card spot. We're going to talk about body composition with Aura Ring, um, and we're going to talk about some call center uh, details as well as some B2B marketing. Um, you're going to notice definitely in this week's show there's a little more of a consumer lens and less of an enterprise end lens, and that's just because uh, there was CES happening this month. And if you're less familiar with what CES is or was, I guess you could say, it's typically in January, it's the largest, you know, I call it trade convention or convention uh, that has all the big companies coming in and showing their new tech. Now, in non-COVID time, this is like one of the big premier events. Hundreds of thousands of people flock to Las Vegas. Um, I've actually never been, um, but it looks like with every passing year, especially with COVID, less and less um, people are attending, but that doesn't mean uh, we can't talk about it. So um, before we jump in, uh, just remember that this show is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We do push the shows over to YouTube, which I'm going to start linking more in the show notes and on dailyblend.com. So go check us out, like, follow, subscribe, do all those things, help the algorithm, if you will. So let's jump into the first story. Um, this one is about Activision and being acquired by Microsoft for uh, $68 billion. So I'm not a big gamer, uh, but I'm like interested in this from a content creation and kind of like an ecosystem standpoint. Now, there's rumors that there was some, like, just bad actors, bad behavior, and that's really not, like, the focus of my kind of, like, talking through this. It's more just how Microsoft can be more vertically integrated and has more in-house development capabilities for its Xbox division. So you can argue that, you know, they're the platform and they just want to add, you know, they want to be hardware or software that allows gaming to run. But when you're this big with a company like Microsoft and you have like a proven track record um, with Activision and they own titles like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, and the list goes on. And they also have a staff of about 10,000 people. You really get not only those, those titles and kind of their back catalog and future work, but you get, you know, that like 10,000 person staff that knows how to build video games at scale. So one would assume that Microsoft would probably cut some of that staff down and really focus on pumping out more content and better content that aligns with some of the data that they get through LinkedIn and their own, you know, console division. So it seems like a, a really strong uh, acquisition for Microsoft. Uh, I'm sure some of there was pressure of just like, hey, you've got this company that, you know, you're platform relies so heavily on their titles and it, the company's going, you know, in the uh, the drain, if you will. And so it was probably uh, a strategic buy. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of uh, excited to see what happens. Certainly, when you think about 
you know, Microsoft or sorry, Facebook with Oculus and VR headsets. We've heard rumors. Apple's coming out with one. We've heard um, Google's working on one. It'll be great to see like where Microsoft moves from. I'll call it the Xbox gaming platform where you get this huge, you know, computer um, you know, set top device, whatever you want to call it, and then starts moving into a headset. So, um, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I mentioned on this show a couple episodes ago, I did go and buy the Oculus and I returned it. I'm kind of like, I've had a couple friends who are using it for fitness and kind of watching sports. So I might go buy it again. It's like 250 bucks open box on Best Buy. Gotta love that open box discount. And, um, you know, I, I would expect Microsoft to come out with something pretty similar in the coming years. All right, next we're going to talk about Chipolo uh, and their card spot. So a couple months ago, I bought my wife Apple AirTags, and she, you know, was kind of interested into them and kind of has more things, you know, purses and wallets and things like that. And so I said, hey, let me get you an AirTag so it helps you find them. She wasn't really interested, and I was like, hey, I kind of, I'll take it. And I attached them to my keys, and, uh, you know, I've lost my keys once or twice around the house, and you can find it. And, I, you know, they're like 20 or $29, and so they're not, like, too expensive, but, you know, they're not cheap either. And I think Chipolo is the first, you know, kind of big competitor I've seen that, well, the competitor is probably not the right word, uh, alternative uh, that's playing in the app ecosystem. And I think these like little circles, they've got little circle dots. They also have sort of like a credit card looking device. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool that you can put it into uh, your wallet and your bags and, you know, it just it becomes part of your like ecosystem of finding things. And I think, you know, this is just an testament to like Apple, um, like finally be realizing that they should be the platform for a lot of these companies. So they're, you know, it looks like they're going to do like the find my network platform. And this is like one of many companies that will produce these devices. So I, I would bet in like the Christmas of 2022, maybe 2023, you're going to see just a, slew of these devices launch you're going to have like premium products and then second and third you know tier products but um you know i kind of want to have them in my wallet in my work bag and you know if you had like an expensive jacket or something like that finding a creative way to hide them i heard a great case study uh on the web this week too of a woman who dropped uh, an air tag into her moving boxes and could track her packages um, so when the moving company said, Hey, we're, we're on our way. And they're like, Hey, you know, why are you making this huge detour? Why is my stuff in this city? It shouldn't be in, um, you know, that's just like one use case. I know people use them for their dogs too. So I think there's a lot of applications for these little, uh, pegs and, um, looking forward to kind of like seeing the market go to like the 15, $10 price point and just having them on everything. It's just going to make my life easier to find things. All right, next up, we're going to talk about body composition. So um, Aura Ring has been around for a couple of years. Um, the first sort of iterations of these things um, was talking about, um, you know, or was a little bigger, and I didn't like the look of it. But now they've got them kind of like dialed in where it, it almost looks like a wedding ring or like a second ring. Uh, I probably would take off my wedding ring and wear it because I'm not a big man jewelry besides watches. But, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in like the Aura Ring and the Whoop 4. 
And I didn't really like feature the Whoop 4 in this um, story track like on the the web and kind of like today, but but I have been getting more advertisements. I'm assuming like, you know, these companies all want to hit people in January when they have new fitness goals. But the Aura Ring sits on your finger. I think you have to charge it like once a week. It gives you sleep, activity, and, and readiness for the day. And, you know, this one's like $300 and it looks great. And it's a nice alternative to like my Apple Watch. Actually, sorry, it's $400. I'm sure you can find a discount code. And I desperately want to try it out compared to like the Whoop, compared to my Apple Watch. Um, and just see like, does it give me any more data than like my Apple Watch? Because right now I love my Apple Watch. It does great. It actually wakes me up. So when I think about like a product like the Aura Ring or Whoop, it's like, okay, it's very expensive. You need to drop your price point. And I know you've got to keep it high because it costs a lot to make these things and it costs a lot for R&D. But to get me to switch off of my Apple Watch, which I already own and part of the ecosystem, it's like, okay, drop down to like a hundred bucks and I'll try it. And um, so, you know, I don't know any friends with one, but I'm kind of interested into the data um, of this one. And then in a similar fashion, we've got a new body composition scale from Wing Things. And I think I'm saying this company right. So I bought a scale from them a couple of years ago and it was supposed to connect to all my smart devices uh, and my fitness pal, I think it connected a few times and then I just gave up, but, uh, it's always been my go-to scale. And if you ever came over to like my apartment 10 years ago, everyone would be like, Hey, let me go use your scale and see if I'm trending in the right direction, if I'm going to have that drink tonight or not. But, uh, that's a digression on 10 years ago. This new scale is, uh, saying that they can do an ECG and a couple other factors besides just how heavy you are. And I think it's cool that we're just seeing more and more of these devices that are able to tell us a little bit about how our body is trending uh, and kind of raise any alarms or concerns. So just some, you know, more health and fitness apps and, um, you know, accessories or hardware that are pretty cool that I'm excited about. All right, so we're gonna switch a little bit from the consumer lens to talking about um, social indexing. And I, I, I got a great article from um, a teammate of mine, and it was talking about like your current social selling index. And this is part of LinkedIn's toolkit. And it runs through like, you know, what is your industry SSI rank? What's your network SSI rank? And SSI is social selling index. And it kind of gives you a couple metrics here. And um, they, they when, when you look at like the graphic and uh, it's available for anyone with within LinkedIn, I believe um, I've embedded the link on Daily Blend so you can go check this out. But it was cool. It was like a little dashboard and it give you like tips and tricks to like update things. So the four things that they're really like looking at for measuring are establishing your uh, personal brand, which is basically competing, completing your profile with the customer in mind finding the right people, identifying better prospects in less time, uh, engaging with insights, um, and building relationships. So it's interesting. Like if you think about what LinkedIn's doing is they're trying to tell you to perform better on this. You need to be on their platform more, which means you need to post more. You need to like more. You need to connect more. You need to give them more content. So if we were talking about this in Instagram or Facebook or, or, 
Snapchat or TikTok, you'd be saying, man, I'm using a lot of time and bandwidth. But if you're talking about it in LinkedIn, you're improving your network. So it's, it's interesting how a different platform gives you a different lens of like, is it okay if I spend time on this? And so um, I haven't focused on this uh, since I like found out about it. But, um, you know, when I was like prepping the to record the episode, I was like, okay, let me carve out some time to actually like address some of these deficiencies that it says I have um, on my chart and see if that like does anything in terms of like my business development or inbound leads or connections with folks that, that you know, reach out to me. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'm going to check back and index this to like check back in like three to six months and see if I can improve this. Um, so, all right, um, let's jump back to some consumer stuff. So we're going to talk about the Oculus Rift, and, and I made mention of it before um, when we were talking about Microsoft. And, and I said, you know, I bought this thing and returned it, but uh, I feel like I missed the, the value prop of it. Like I, I was not thinking about it from a fitness standpoint. I was thinking about it purely from a gaming standpoint. I just don't like sitting around and playing video games. But the more and more ads that have come out, it's been like fitness, fitness, fitness. And I have a few friends who are like, I'm using this thing and it's amazing. I look like a dope uh, with this headset on, but uh, you know, I'm having a blast like doing, you know, fitness at my home. So um, I went on the Oculus website and there's a whole like section for fitness. One would assume it's only a matter of time till like fitness influencers on YouTube start building content for Oculus. But uh, I might go out and buy it again. Uh, I want to do like fitness, boxing, car racing. I also want to do some sword fighting because that's what the image is of this person uh, and or like lightsaber fighting. So, so if I go back and I buy it, I'll let you guys know what games I kind of come across or fitness apps. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Sleep Number Bed. So Sleep Number has launched their latest edition of their like app. And they're 360 beds that, you know, move up and down, have ambient lighting, rhythms. Uh, there's tables on the side. And, you know, it's a whole host of, like, let's say accessories to the bed. Um, I actually, like, saw this article, talked to, uh, you know, my significant other. And I said, you know, we've been talking about getting a new bed. I don't know if we want this sleep number bed, but let's go check it out. So we actually went out and bought a bed uh, that does do like sort of like adjustable moving and has lights. And I got to say, um, I haven't slept this well in probably my whole life. Um, we didn't get the sleep number bed, so I don't have the cool app. I kind of wish there was an app so I could see like my resting and breathing. I, I mean, I get that through my Apple watch, but it'd be nice to see like compared to the Apple watch versus the bed. It's just like interesting to me. But uh, I think it's going to be cool to see more and more of these companies come out with tech that's looking at like your rest and not just your activities. Um, and that's something, you know, I, I've been reading more about is like, you know, you're going, you're going, you're going, but are you recharging? And, you know, are you saving a little bit in the tank for the next day? And this is seems to be like a really good step in the right direction. All right, so that wraps it up for this week's edition of the show. Uh, I know we jumped around between like consumer and non-consumer gaming. There's just a lot of like tech coming out in the new year. Companies are trying to like show their new shiny objects and get people ready for things that are going to come in the spring, summer, and then, you know, their big season fall 
uh, Christmas next year. And as always, you can find me, Reed Daily, on LinkedIn and Twitter at Reed Daily. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, you can find Daily Blend on dailyblend.com. Don't forget, it's D-A-I-L-E-Y. We're on YouTube now, and we're going to link that below. We also are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the Friday Top 5. <laughs>